Hey Flood Blantai, how you guys doing? Yeah, what's up you? Uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me, Pastor Yami and your team. I'm very thankful. I'm not taking this for granted. Thank you for entrusting me that today uh, could be a part of today's worship experience. Yeah, um, what strange times we're living in, but we know that God is not really surprised. Uh, for those that don't know me, my name is Humphreys. I'm the lead pastor at Flood Church. Uh, in Lilongwe, uh, and yeah, it's such a joy that uh, you know our sister churches uh, are in a great relationship, and yeah, we love to connect uh, with Flat Blantai as uh, and yeah, and and uh, Flat Blantai know loves to connect with us as well. It's always beautiful. Uh, so yeah, today um, we are starting this new series that we're gonna be talking and just looking through uh, different stories, actually different parables. Uh, for those that don't know what a parable is, a parable is often a short story that illustrates God's truth. And, and, and Jesus Christ is a master teacher and he just speaks in parables in a way that you understand, uh, but also often he wants to reveal a truth uh, you know, from that. And today we're going to be looking uh, into this parable, Matthew 25. Uh, Matthew 25 verses 14 all the way to 30. So you know what? Uh, I, and I was just thinking today, like, um, you know, when we have given our lives to God, when we have given our lives to Jesus, uh, it's not like uh, our connection to Jesus is like wearing a jersey that shows that we belong to a certain club uh, or a certain group of people. Uh, our saying yes to Jesus Christ uh, is not like wearing a badge that shows that we have had an encounter with God. Actually, when you say yes to Jesus, you are having him as the master of your soul. You're saying to Jesus, may you be the Lord of my soul. I give you permission to decide what's important for me. I give you permission to decide what's important for me. Uh, and we're going to be looking into this parable where Jesus Christ just shows us that there is a master and God is our master and that he has his own demand. He demands that we do things in his own way. So let me pray and then we're going to jump into this passage right away. Uh, God, I thank you. I worship you for you are good. I pray, God, may you be glorified in all of your ways. And as we are looking into this passage, may you speak into our hearts, Lord. May you speak into our hearts that we know you as the master, that we uh, give reverence to you as our Lord and that we follow your lead. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, so let's jump into this passage, uh, Matthew 25, verses 14 to 30. And this is what the Bible says. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, and each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with bags of gold gained two more. But the, one, the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with, the bags, with two bags of gold also came. 
Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of God from him and give it to the man, to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken away, will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Woo! Today I wanted to uh, talk to you guys about this concept that Jesus Christ does not demand the same things from everybody, but Jesus demands the difficult things from everybody. In this story uh, that we have read today, uh, you can just see the uh, most amazing and beautiful things that's happening, but also, you know, when you're looking into the story, you can see that there are uh, some hard things going on into this story. Uh, but the master, even though he may not be asking us, even though he may not be asking you the same thing as, uh, you know, as your neighbor or as the person that you're sitting next to, but he will demand the difficult things, uh, you know, from every single one of us, from every single one of us. And in this story uh, that we just read today, uh, there are four characters, you know, there's the, the master, but also there's, there's the three servants. Um, and you could have obviously add that there are other characters who are carrying and throwing people away, but we, we are not really learning too much about them. But we are interacting with these four characters. Uh, and the master gives five bags of gold to one who multiplies that and he has ten on total in the end. Uh, he gives two bags of gold or talents as uh, other passages or other Bibles call, call them. Uh, and uh, he, this person also goes, multiplies his two talents or, or bags of gold. And uh, he returns, he multiplies them and he returns them to the master. He's like, hey, look, I have four. I have four now. You gave me two, but I've gotten two more. Uh, but the last guy uh, who, uh, you know, was given only one, uh, he thought, no, this guy actually has malicious intentions. This master is not actually a good master. I know his heart. I know where he's going with this. He wants to harvest where he has not sown. So he's like, you know what? First of all, I'm not going to touch his money. I'm just going to, you know, hit them in the ground when he comes, return it back uh, the way it was. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we, we saw the, the rest of the story that it did not actually go well uh, with him. It did not go well with him. Because when the master demands something from you, what he wants is that you would obey him. What he wants is that you would obey him. And I just wanted to look, uh, when we are talking about this, I wanted uh, us to pay attention to this truth uh, that uh, the master does not demand our faithfulness on what we do not have. 
but he demands our faithfulness on what he has given us. Uh, just uh, you know, imagine uh, if God has called you to be uh, you know, a musician, for instance, uh, he's not going to demand that you become best in football. Uh, no, he's not unrealistic like that. Actually, he wants you to, uh, to become your, the best version of you. He wants you to be faithful as a musician. Uh, if God has give, given you the gift of singleness in this season, he's not expecting you to be the greatest parent ever in this season. Uh, actually, no, he wants you to be faithful in what he has given you. He's not unrealistic that he's not wanting you to be faithful in what, in what he has not given you. He wants you actually to be faithful in what uh, he has given you. Uh, so you know, the, when the master demands things from us, he wants us to be faithful in what uh, he has given us. And thinking about this story, you know, there could be a lot of things in our lives that actually do hinder us do hinder us uh, from being faithful and from being obedient uh, to God. Uh, there's a lot of things that could hinder us from being faithful, from being obedient uh, to God. And I think the first thing that I could think of that can hinder us from being obedient to God or being faithful in what God has given us is actually fear. Is fear. And fear can make you focus on the risks. Uh, you know, when you look into, okay, if God has given me this, I need to invest uh, in what God has given you, and then you can begin to focus on the risks that come uh, with that obedience. Uh, but I wanted to just to bring to your attention uh, that you know you can obey God not because there's lack of risk, but because obeying God is better than avoiding the risks. That you can uh, obey God not because uh, you will not uh, be in danger. But because faithfulness to God matters more than your willingness to be safe. It does. And, uh, you know, we see that last servant uh, who just hid everything in the ground. Uh, you know, we could be like that one. And when we are looking uh, and, uh, you know, around us, we could just see like, oh, if I'm going to invest this money, there's just a lot of risks that is going to come with this. I'm not even sure if I want to be a part of this. What if I lose the master's money? What's going to happen? What if everything is gone? What's going to happen? But you know what? God wants you to be faithful. God wants you to be faithful. But fear can make you want to focus uh, on the risks that come uh, you know, with uh, being faithfulness, being, with being faithful. And I think the second thing that fear can do to us, fear can lead you to focus more on perfection rather than progress. Uh, can lead you to focus more on perfection uh, rather than progress. Uh, you know, most of us uh, fail to be faithful in what God has given us or to want to start uh, being faithful in what has, God has given us because we want to have everything in place. We want everything else to just fall in place, everything uh, to be, you know, uh, perfect. And then we're going to go and obey God. But you know what? I want to encourage you that if you're going to obey God, uh, you need to start from where you're at uh, with what you have. Start from where you're at with what you have, because that's how you obey God. And now when I was thinking about this, you know, it took me back to uh, June 29, 2007. Uh, June 29, 2007 was a, an amazing day uh, because that day, that's when an iPhone was introduced. Uh, yeah, some of you, some of you think that an iPhone has been along like it from the 90s. No, actually, I just 
and it's just from 2007 the first iphone came out uh and if you have not watched this actually i encourage you go on youtube and and watch this uh see how steve jobs introduces uh no, this first iphone and when i was looking at it i was just wondering like hey um by then an iphone 10 or x or whatever you call it uh you know was not in mind uh you know was not in their minds by then obviously um but that did not stop them to start with this uh, first generation of iphone they started anyway uh it was just in 2008 2008 actually that we started having apps you know think of any app that you enjoy at the moment um was most of them actually they have just come in the last few years they were not there even in 2008 but every app has like its own first version uh imagine if uh, facebook or if apple said no we have to wait until when we have the iphone 10 in place then we're going to launch the iphone uh, imagine if we uh, we need uh, facebook to whatever version it is at the moment or whatsapp whatever version it is at the moment um we need to have it all in perfection then we're going to release it they never started there they started with the first version of the app the first version of an iphone and uh, you might be wondering why am i saying all of this and what i'm saying is that uh, you know in your walk with god in being faithful for god uh, you don't have to have everything in in place you can start with the first version of your faithfulness you can start with the first version in your walk with god so whatever god has given you start with that start from where you're at at the moment maybe you should stop waiting for that perfect time maybe you should just start writing that first chapter in fact that first paragraph of that book maybe for you you should stop wondering uh oh until when i have all the money in the world then i will ask her to marry me maybe it's time for you to just drop everything go take her for dinner and ask her to marry you maybe you don't need to wait to have you know two hours of prayer time maybe you can just start today with the two minute of prayer that will be your first version of on your faith on your walk of faithfulness to god maybe you don't need to wait for that company uh, to give you all the money so that they can sponsor that business idea maybe you can start with that 20 grand that you have that 50 grand that you have maybe you can start from there maybe you don't have to wait until you get all the theology in the world for you to start preaching the gospel probably you can start with uh you know what you have the knowledge of god that we, what that which you have so we we are uh, with what god has given you start from where you're at with what you have start from where with what you have another thing that can hinder us uh from uh you know from being faithful what god has given us is fo- focusing on the benefits and not on our worship to god focusing on the benefits and not on our worship to god uh and i was just thinking of this servant uh who uh you know was all over the place and uh and and um and did not really fulfill uh, that which the master wanted him to fulfill uh probably he you know and not probably actually but you see it in the story that he's accusing the master that the master is greedy uh, he wanted to see what's in for me here but your worship to god should supersede your desire to know what's in for you 
uh, often most of us wants to see like I'm not gonna jump into that which God wants me to jump in uh, before I know how it's gonna benefit me uh, but you know what that's not the way to go God wants you uh, your worship to God to be the focus and not to know what you're gonna gain so my encouragement today is be faithful. Be faithful in what God has given you. And why should you be faithful uh, you know, in what God has given you? Uh, number one, be faithful because God is considerate. Be faithful because God is, is considerate. Uh, this passage is talking about that, God, that the master gave the servants according to their ability. He gave them according to their ability. And, and what that means is that God is considerate. God will not give you uh, he's not going to give you uh, b- because uh, he's not just going to give uh, to the one that he gave him one bag. He's not going to give five or vice versa or to the one that they gave two. He's not going to give one or two. No, he gave them according to their ability. And God knows your ability. If God has given you gifts or talents, whatever God has entrusted you with, he knows that he can empower you and walk you through it according uh, to the ability that you have. God will give you the grace. God will give you the grace to walk. Uh, God will give you the grace. He will provide grace for you uh, for, uh, for, what, for the gifts that he has given you. But also, he's going to provide the grace for you to walk in the gift that God has given you. He's going to give you the grace. He will give it to you, but also he'll give you the grace to walk in it. Because God is so considerate. So obey God. Obey God because God... Is so considerate. He is so considerate. He's going to give you according to your ability. Uh, also, you need to obey God because God will, uh, because God is generous. Because God is generous. Uh, just looking into this story, you see this last servant uh, who was unable to, uh, you know, invest what God, uh, what the master gave him. Uh, and he did not invest in it uh, and, and because he thought actually the master was greedy and that the master wanted to get everything for himself. But actually he is forgetting that the master is actually being generous in this story. Just imagine, uh, you know, five bags of gold. Just imagine one bag of gold. Even if I would find just a little tiny little thing of gold. Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, I'm going to be rejoicing. But imagine a whole bag of gold. Uh, and he, the, the servant forgot that it was actually the master who was being generous. It was the master who was handing out, you know, this gold and just giving it over, just giving it, all, giving it over to his servants. And we know that God is generous. So it is God that has entrusted you with the gift that you have. It is God that has entrusted you with the opportunities that you have. It is God that has entrusted you with that which you have. And therefore you can look to God and see him as the generous master. Seem the generous Lord. And the least that you could do is to be faithful in what the generous Lord has given you. And lastly, you can be faithful to God because God rewards. Because God rewards. He is going to reward you in your work. Your faithfulness will not be in vain. And we know that the reward would either, either be positive or actually either be negative. I don't know if we can call it a reward because we know what happens uh, that to those that were faithful, um, you know, they were entrusted with more. Actually, he he just gave gave the stuff back to them. Uh, actually, but the one who was unfaithful, uh, God kept them accountable, and uh, they were lost in the end. 
uh, because they were not being faithful. So my encouragement to you is be faithful in what God has given you. Be faithful in what God has given you because God will reward that. Your faithfulness will not be in vain. Your faithfulness will not be in vain. And God is going to reward that. And before we finish, because I only had 20 minutes of this, um, you know, the often uh, young people often do wonder, like, you know, I want to obey God. How do I obey God? Uh, or, or maybe actually I want to know God's will. How do I know God's will? Um, and often people are praying, God, please show me your will. Show me your will. And it can be a daunting task. It can be a daunting thought for most people. And if you are like me, um, you know, there are very few times when I can, I can actually hear God's voice audibly. Uh, you know, often, uh, you know, it takes a bit of time for me uh, to get there. Uh, and it's often like through a lot of discernment and asking for counsel and stuff like that. So it takes me a while to know what God's will is. And sometimes there's been moments where I don't actually don't know. I've been praying for years, but I don't know what God's will is in this section. And what I found to be helpful uh, is that the one way that you can learn God's will is when you're being faithful in what God has already given you now. Be faithful in what God has given you now, and then you're going to learn God's will. One passage that encourages me with that is Romans, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. He says, like, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a whole and living sacrifice to God, because this is your form of worship. When you go to verse 2, towards the end of verse 2, it says that then you will know and test what God's will is. Uh, what that passage is telling you is that, when you offer yourself to God, as you're walking in the faithfulness to God, when you offer yourself to God, you will be learning what God's will for your life is. So it means we start with jumping in. And when we start with jumping in, then we'll be learning what God's will is uh, for us in this season, for us during this time. Uh, and I, that's what I want to just encourage you. Be faithful what God has given you, but more so uh, be faithful in what is clear to you right now. Be faithful in what is clear to you right now. If, if it is clear to you right now that you are a student, be faithful in being a student. If it is clear to you that um, uh, you, know, you are working in this job, be faithful in that job. If it is clear to you right now that you're a parent, be faithful in being a parent or being a pastor or being that or being that. If this thing is clear to you, be faithful in that because when you're being faithful in what is clear to you, you will begin to learn what God's will is for you in this season. Uh, and often, most of you would attest that, um, you know, if you were, uh, you know, maybe, uh, let's, say, let's say for Pastor Yami, who is a, a DJ, and, and he was doing that more often than probably pastoring. Uh, but as he was being faithful in that God calls him uh, to be a pastor, uh, you know, some things that you never knew this is what's going to happen eventually. God begins to reveal his will as you are being faithful in what is clear to you right now. So don't focus more on this is what I want to become and I can only be that when I have everything in place. Not just being faithful in what is clear to you because in the end, God will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well, I wanted to just spend 20 minutes with you guys. I've gone uh, three minutes more, but uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the leadership for entrusting me today. And I wanted to just encourage you with this thought that God will demand difficult things from you. But the beauty is that God is so considerate that he's going to help you in that difficult thing. That God is so generous that he's going to give himself to you. That God uh, will reward your faithfulness and your faithfulness will not be in vain.
Let's pray. God, I thank you. I worship you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that today we could be here. What a beautiful day. And help us, God, to be faithful and to follow you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah.